Welcome to the Tailored Life Podcast, the one and only fitness and nutrition podcast that goes way beyond just training and nutrition and helps you create a life by design. I'm your host, Cody McBroom, and today we are going to be talking about reps in reserves. So we got another quick hitter podcast for you guys today. We're going to deep dive into a specific topic and try to just give you as much information as possible in around five minutes so that you can listen to this briefly, quickly, and, and really just take away as much as possible and implement it into your training and or nutrition right away. This specific episode is actually also hosted on YouTube. So if you want to see me walk through this, you can head over to youtube.com slash Cody McBroom one to check out this video as well. Today, we're going to be talking about reps in reserve. And so in this podcast, you are going to hear me literally break down and define what RIR as well as RPE, rate of perceived exertion, is as a way to gauge your effort in the gym, how to use it most effectively, what the science says, and how I see it best implemented, specifically three ways I actually think you should use it as a progression method inside of your training. Reps and reserve, RIR, RPE, rate of perceived exertion, all these things, we get asked about it all the time. I think we've covered it in numerous podcast Q&As, and I think it was about time that we recorded an episode just on this topic to deliver as much info on this as you can possibly receive so that you can just implement into your own programming right away. Uh, One thing I do want to mention is that uh, this specific system is heavily used inside the Tailored Trainer app. So if you want to see it live in action, you can head over to tailoredtrainerapp.com. You can actually use programs that literally use RIR and RPE for every single exercise, every single set, rep, all that kind of stuff. And you can actually use it the most effective way instead of just thinking about it or learning about it. Now, without any further ado, let's get into this episode covering RIR and or reps in reserve. Now, what is RIR? That is the first thing we need to break down today. And RIR stands for reps in reserve. This is very similar to RPE, another very well-known scale of effort that people use inside of their training program design. RPE stands for rate of perceived exertion. Both of these are just quite simply scales to show you how close or far you are from failure. We know that failure and proximity to failure determines effort and a lot of your results, which I'll get to in a second, but the RIR and the RPE scale have been designed as a way for us to tell how close we are getting to failure so that we can actually make an assumption or a guess or program to be a certain distance away from failure. So now we can predict and create the right proximity to failure for the right results using RIR or RPE. Now we have to determine which one to use. A lot of people like to use RPE, but I believe people use RPE mainly because it was the first one created. RIR came later on. And if you are watching this video, I gotta assume that you are more interested in strength, muscle, and fat loss than anything else, which is why I think RIR is a more beneficial scale to use. RPE was originally created in the endurance world and it went all the way to like 27 or 30 or something really high. And they had a lot of different things that people could gauge their intensity while running to predict how long they could sustain the pace they were at. Then it got converted into powerlifting. However, it is very difficult for some people to gauge an RPE8 on a set of five or 10 because it doesn't line up well. The inverse scale is RIR, reps and reserve. And this is used a lot easier for most people because if you have an RIR of two, you just know you have two reps left in the tank. You are two reps away from failure because a zero RIR is failure. So you can literally finish your last rep and determine how many did I have left in the tank before I completely fail this exercise That is your RIR based on the scale that we are explaining today. Now, why is this even important? Well, like I alluded to before, we need to be within a certain proximity to complete failure in order to stimulate 
maximal gains. Now, when we look at strength research and people trying to improve their one rep max or their absolute strength, research actually shows that we can be three to four reps away from failure. So a three to four RIR and still see pretty significant gains in strength. Damn near just as great of strength gains as going to failure, but the recovery demands are much lower, meaning we can do it more often, which accumulates in better results over time. With hypertrophy, there is more research showing that failure training is actually more beneficial. Now we don't need to always go to failure, but we do know we can get closer to failure to maximally stimulate more muscle growth. And it's probably because of the equated volume when doing sets of eight, 10, 12, 15, so on and so forth. So based on the hypertrophy research, we should be anywhere between zero to three reps in reserve or close to failure. And for strength, somewhere between two to four reps in reserve. One key component that often gets neglected when discussing RIR or RPE is that you must first go to failure to understand your proximity to failure. So I often tell people, go to zero, go to zero IR, learn to create awareness in your body and see what it feels like to absolutely fail on lifts safely. Teach yourself to go to failure so you can become aware of your perceived effort and what failure actually feels like. Then you can more accurately use the RIR or RPE scale because there has been plenty of research to show that most people do not actually understand how to gauge their RIR without further experience. To close this out, we want to give you a little bit of context and application to actually use the RIR scale in your training. So there's three ways to use this effectively. The first one is to be a little bit more conservative and that's just to always leave one to three reps in the tank. So one to three RIR on everything you do week after week and just try to progressively overload over time. You most likely will not need as many deloads and you should just have a higher RIR, so two to three on compound lifts and a lower RIR, about one on isolation exercises. The second route is to progress your RIR week after week. And that means starting your entire block with three to four reps in the tank and every week dropping your RIR until you take everything to failure on a specific week. Then you do a massive deload to try to super compensate or see this sensitization phase after you return post deload. And the third and final way is to have a descending RIR scale on everything you do, which means if you have four sets, you might start your first set with a two or three RIR and your last set with nothing left in the tank, a zero RIR on safe exercises. And this allows you to push everything to failure on that last set. You will reactively use deloads when your body needs it. And that is RIR, reps in reserve. I highly recommend anybody who is chasing strength, hypertrophy, or fat loss, use this in your training so that you know you are getting close enough but not always all the way to failure. And the RIR scale is the only way to do so accurately and intelligently inside your programming. All right, guys. Once again, if you liked this podcast, do us a huge favor. Head over to Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you want more free content or guidance for your personal diet and or training, you can head over to tailoredcoachingmethod.com. We will catch you guys next time. 